My name is Adrienne Garland, and welcome to Sugar Coated. Sugar Coated is a podcast that was born from the notion that for far too long, women and other people who inside felt like they just didn't fit in, in maybe small or even large ways, had to sugarcoat their words, their style, or in general, their way of showing up in the world. This podcast started out as a dedication to women leaders. You see, I wanted to shine the light on all the incredible work that women do and how they're making an impact. And I still do. But I realized that a key reason that women have struggled, in my opinion, is that they've had to conform to certain cultural norms and ideals, which are inherently designed to keep those outside of the norm from standing out. This has prevented more women from being recognized as the powerful leaders that we truly are. Join me, Adrienne Garland, the CEO and founder of She Leads Media, each week as I dive into raw conversations with some remarkable, badass women that will help you to strip away your sugar coat and go in the direction of your incredible dreams. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Sugar Coated. I'm your host, Adrienne Garland. And I am here today with a very special guest. His name is Christopher Garland, and he is my son. Say hi, Chris. Hi. Nice to meet you guys. So I kind of sprung this on Chris that I wanted to do an interview with him. And I just thought it would be a really great thing to do, especially considering that my podcast is all about not sugarcoating anything. So during this pandemic, um, it's been very difficult for all of us, but I think even more so the teenagers and the kids that are in school to kind of figure out what to do with themselves. Right now, Christopher is on spring break from college, so he doesn't even have to do work necessarily. So I just wanted to have an open conversation with Chris and hopefully he could maybe give some advice and just kind of let you know, you know, what he's been thinking about and what he's been doing to kind of keep himself busy during this time. So uh, Chris, why don't you just tell everybody a little bit about yourself and um, we can just have a like a conversation. All right. So I am a sophomore, I would say, in college now. I went and spent my first year in Colorado at Boulder, and it wasn't much of a success there. But I also graduated from North Shore High School, and I'm from the North Shore of Long Island, and I just, I don't know. (laughs) What do you normally do in the summers? In the summers, I normally lifeguard for the Glenhead Country Club, uh, basically down the road. And I work with a bunch of friends and people who also went to North Shore from years prior or are going now. And it rotates with new people every year. Cool. So what did you think when this, uh, you know, pandemic first started? Were you, you know, concerned or what do you think? When When this pandemic first started, I thought originally it was like, a joke and that like nothing really bad was going to happen. And then over time, we 
didn't go to class, and then they shut down Nassau Community College, and then they turned all the like all the regular classes of Nassau onto online and just online learning, basically. And from that, it just I don't know, it sucked. And then I realized that all my friends were coming home, and eventually I thought, okay, like this is now a big deal, and I don't know when it's going to be over. Yeah. And that's what my, like, biggest concern is because I lost so much of the stuff that I regularly do, like, on an everyday basis. Mm -hmm. And it really sucks, like, not being able to get up and go do something. Mm -hmm. You just—it's it, kind of depressing. Yeah. Like, you just kind of sit— and you wait for news to come out of when we can actually leave this whole quarantine. Yeah. So, like, are are your friends, uh, you know, saying the same type of things? Like, what are what are what are the guys talking about? Uh, they're just kind of like they're happy that they're home, but at the same time, like, it sucks because even though they're home, like, we can't even hang out. We can't do anything. We can't yeah. go anywhere. We can't even see each other. So it's. Again, like, they're not even home. Yeah. And I don't know what to do because the only way to, like, communicate with them is through FaceTime or playing video games. Yeah. And I was going to ask you about that. I know that you play video games with your friends, which is cool. It, does it feel the same, like, playing the video games with, with them? Or is it like, oh, because you liked to play the video games and then also hang out with them and go do stuff. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So the video games were always just like more of a way to communicate without like seeing each other. And then we'd probably see each other later on in the week. Yeah. And it's hard now because yeah. like, yeah, we're all online to play, but there's really not much that we like want to do with each other because we kind of get bored playing the same type of games. Yeah. You know, I, I think is um, like an interesting phenomenon. Y you know, you, you grew up with the phone in your hand, basically, you know, and it has always been a struggle. Like, put down your phone. You're not as bad as some people. And I would say yeah. five years younger than me, the kids are so much worse. Yeah. And then... Like, the kids that are going to be born in from basically 2010 on yeah. are going to have cell phones in their hands since basically first grade. Yeah. And I got mine when I graduated fifth grade in, like, elementary school and then went on to middle school and it was simple flip phone. But these kids are having, like, iPhones now yeah. at, like, 10 years old yeah. or, or even um, less. Yeah. And they're addicted to it. Yeah. They can't seem to get their eyes off of it. Well, that's the thing that I was going to say. It, it's almost like everybody is sort of addicted to their phone. But now, because you can only communicate, like, through your phone or online, are you starting to feel, like, you know, fatigued from all of that screen time? Oh, of course. And, like, it's just basically, like— if I'm on my phone or if I'm playing with screens or whatever, my eyes are really starting to, like, be strained and hurt by yeah. around, like, 4 p.m. Yeah. And honestly, that sucks because I really can't, like, go outside and go do something to, like, 
relieve my mind from being on my phone or playing video games. Yeah, it, I think I think that's the hardest thing is like you you almost can't turn off and you have to you know, you're on spring break right now, but when you're in school, you have to go on the computer. Yeah. So you're you're like forced as opposed to in the past where you're like, get off the phone, you know, where I'm like, get off the phone. Yeah. <laughs> now it's like I'm saying get on and, you know, go into your Zoom classroom or whatever it is that you do. But what do you what do you think things are going to be like? You know, we're here in New York and every day the weather is just, oh, my God. I mean, once in a while, by like the end of the day, it's like fine. But with this weather, it just makes it even more depressing because you really like now with the quarantine. Yeah, it sucks. But we also get like rain four out of five days or four out of the seven days a week. I know. It's so depressing. I'm depressed. And actually, the this morning when I woke up, the sun was out and I was like, oh, am I, I am and going. It was for- freezing. <laughs> I was like, I'm going for a jog. And then I get outside and I was like, what the hell is it? I feel like the middle of winter. Yeah. It's and I, I feel like that in one way, it's good because it's preventing people from going out of their homes. But, but you know, people, I've I've like gone outside of the house a few times, and every single time I've seen probably like at least three hundred people outside. I know people and like they don't understand what quarantine means. No, I know it's it's crazy, and especially where we live, we live right by a beach, and there's like this tiny boardwalk that has some benches on it and stuff. And so you see people going down to the beach, to Seacliff Beach, hanging out, sitting on the benches, and you cannot avoid them when you walk past them because you're none either of them in the... <laughs> have masks or gloves yeah. on. Yeah, I know, I know. I saw two guys last week. It was two grown ass men. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sitting on the bench, they were on opposite ends of the bench, but the bench is only like you know, it's like four feet, four wide. feet wide. But two so guys like touching each other. Yeah, basically, like they were like their knees were like touching, and they're sitting there like having a convo, like chugging down a couple of beers. And I was like, guys, and these guys weren't twenty; they were like forty-two. You know, <laughs> it's just insane. So, you know, when when the weather does get nicer. And we do start getting out more. I think that there is going to be an issue because people are going to be reluctant to socially distance because we've we've felt like we have already, basically. Yeah. And at the same time, like, I feel like, yes, people have social distance, but they have no idea what it actually truly means to social distance from other people. And it's really hard to stay like six feet away at all times from other people. Yeah. So just this whole, you know, thing, it has completely taken over everybody's mind. And it's it's just very difficult to kind of get away from. So what do you, if this continues, you know, not even, I'm not talking for another two weeks. If this continues until August... You know, I know that affects your summer job. I know that affects it everything. It affects everything. So what what are you going to do? And then what could you maybe suggest to either people like your age or even other people? Like, what would you suggest that they start 
thinking about or planning? And you might not have an answer, but... I really don't have an answer, but what I want to be doing, if it does continue throughout the next months or even a year, mm -hmm. I'd like to, like actually start and focus on getting at least four things done a day that like I basically should be doing, but that I've just kind of given up on mm -hmm. because of the quarantine. So like what's what's one of those things? One of those things would definitely be starting to work out more yeah. and really like trying to get myself in a little bit better of shape so that by the time that this quarantine is over, that I can go and step right back into the gym yeah. and be just a little bit, not as strong, but just as strong as when I left. Yeah. I, I think, you know, specifically for you, and people might not know exactly who you are, but um, I know that when you came home from Colorado that you kind of um, dove headfirst into going to the gym. And it was such a great thing that you did because, you know, even though you were thinking about certain things, you focused on getting yourself in top physical shape. And you were so consistent with it and you did such a great job and you loved it and you have friends there and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And, you know, when I look at you and I see one of the things that has sort of been taken away from you is that whole routine, experience, friends, and then also how great that makes you feel about yourself when you're in the type of physical condition that you're in. Yeah, because like slowly over these past few weeks, I've really been declining in my strength and I can't like say for sure exactly how much but I've lost a lot of like precious muscle that I worked really hard to get yeah and I don't know because now I'm in a worse shape and I can't really do anything about it yeah I mean, there are definitely things that you can do there. There, you know, there's online things that you can do. You have a set of weights. I mean, you could yeah. definitely do some stuff. But but for the most part, like all my major lifts that I used to do are completely shattered and I can't do anything about it yeah. because I just don't have the ability to lift heavy weight in my house. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can lift me. <laughs> you want some heavy? <laughs> Just lift your mom. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, I... I I think it's things like that. And just speaking about the gym, I think one of the things that's really interesting about it is it's like a whole, you know, it's a whole sense of place. And then also it it kind of holds, it's like a container for uh, your schedule, for your well-being. And yeah, it it's like you me. can't, you, you almost can't separate those things because you're not First of all, it's like leaving the house and going to a space yeah. of your own. Yeah, and like being able to leave and to like have the sun shining on my face and have the windows down and blasting music. And it was just a whole experience of going to the gym and like it just really kept me like on a schedule. Yeah. And that was the biggest thing. And with this quarantine, I've lost it basically yeah. because other than like my actual Zoom classes, I don't really have a schedule of what like needs to be done yeah. during a day. And 
like the whole concept of this 24-hour time period that we have in a day has been messed up. Yeah. Because I don't know how to spend my time. Yeah. I think, well, what would you, I, I think that's really interesting that it's like you almost, be, because you growing up have been told how yeah. to spend your time. Exactly. So it, so, and it, it's sort of like, you know, you wish like, oh, I wish that I could just control my time and do whatever I want and everything. Well, guess what? Here it is. And now you're yeah. you're like a little lost. Yeah, I'm lost because at the same time, I have complete control over my time, yet I'm limited of what I can do with that time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I can't go out and practice baseball or go lift weights or go hang out with my friends. I have to stay home and do stuff that I I like doing, but I only like doing it because I'm all like I was also in really good shape. Yeah, I know. So doing only that limits me and makes me actually feel kind of bad about myself. Yeah. Because I don't have the whole center of gravity that I had with the gym. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of people are feeling like that. So, yeah. you know, don't feel bad about yourself. No, it's not that I feel bad about myself because I'm losing weight and because I'm not going to the gym. It's because I can't do anything yeah. really like that requires me to actually physically ex- exert like energy. Do you do you think that uh, does it make you feel better that other people are in the same boat or It does. Okay. Yeah. And when this quarantine is all over, I feel like it's going to be a brand new fucking New Year's Eve of people who swarm into the gym and the gym will be probably packed for the next six months after quarantine. Yeah. Well, I I know that it's been hard for me and I wish that I was in the same situation as you as like, oh, I'm in quarantine and I'm losing weight. <laughs> I'm uh, in quarantine and gaining weight, uh, but, but I, that's I'm trying also to, another yeah. thing. Like yeah. I, I can't. I'm not eating as healthy as I was. Yeah, I know it's bad. So it's it's really it's also really hard because the grocery stores are limiting what you can actually buy. Yeah, I know. So I know. you kind of are forced to lose like muscle, and gain fat during this quarantine. Yeah, it's, we're going to have a lot of fatties running around out yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And people not feeling good about themselves, which actually really sucks, you know? It does, because there's really nothing that they can, like, do about it. No, but we we all have to just kind of follow those guidelines because we don't want this to, you know, continue on past whenever it's supposed to sort of go down. Because I I read something just this morning that said that, you know, if the ban on the sheltering in place is lifted, that there could be another wave that continues way beyond the summer. Exactly. So I'm saying that we should probably stay in in like a quarantine state of mind until probably like a month after quarantine is ended. Yeah. Because we don't want like people flooding the streets. Yeah. And so then there's going to be car accidents and more. And there's going to be everything that's more because there's just more people that have come out be, like from a rock, basically. Yeah. 
And like, you just kind of need to stay safe and always like try to stay the six feet away and always remember to wash your hands after you like do something. Yeah. And just be like conscious about yeah. like what you're doing and don't just do things without acting. I mean, don't <laughs> act without without thinking. thinking. Yeah. Don't act without thinking like when all this is over. Yeah. Because this is just really a sign of to just keep being more hygienic and more measured measured and aware of other people. Yeah. I think that that's such great advice and and to sort of to have a mindset of a slow emergence versus you know horses that are behind the gate and the gate is lifted and they run out the gate like those two analogies that's what we need to keep in mind like tread lightly go slowly have a measured approach like don't don't like run the hell out of the gate you know yeah don't go run and go like to a festival right after quarantine right Right, which like, I which I bet you that there's going to be a lot of people that do do. There's going to be things. a whole bunch of people that go to festivals and concerts and everything as soon as like once this is all lifted, people are going to be going to everything. Do you think that younger people are of the mindset like, oh my god, you let me out, and they're going to go crazy? Do you think it's like older people? Like, I think it's just everyone. Oh, you think everyone. Because Mm -hmm. I think everybody is in this mindset of get me the hell out of my house already. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And nobody knows when it's going to end. And as soon as it ends, I guarantee that people are going to run like bats out of hell. Yeah. (laughs) Out of their house. (laughs) Yeah. I I, I think you're right. I understand like the, the like, instinct to do that Mm -hmm. and go hang out with friends and go but you really just have to be careful and take your time Mm -hmm. and make sure that everything's cleared up with this whole coronavirus before anybody like actually goes out and does really stupid things as in going to meet a bunch of people in a big space and going right on the subways and everything it's it's going to be a big change. And I totally think that the economy is going to skyrocket after this mm. because people are just going to spend all their money. Mm. But it's going to be a slow incline and then really skyrocket because people have to get back into work and everything. But once people start making money again, like making money again, mm-hmm. then everything will reopen and People are going to spend a lot of money. Hmm. That's interesting because, you know, if you look right now, so many people are out of jobs. They're so afraid of, you know, where their next you know bit of money is going to be coming from. I don't know. I mean, you know, it's so hard to predict human nature. I would think that this would be a realization that people really need to save their money just in case there was ever anything like this that happened again. And then for those businesses that have been shut down during this time, Mm -hmm. are those businesses going to reopen or have those people just decided to move on and try something different that's, you know, virus proof, if you will? That's not really a question for me. It's someone for who's more skilled in economics and social, like, 
networks of people mm-hmm. and really knows a lot about like businesses and I don't know. Yeah. But it's not something that I personally can answer. Mm-hmm. Do you think that this changes what you ultimately want to do, you know, with your life, like, you know, after you graduate from college and beyond? Does does this phenomenon change anything for you? No, not personally. Mm. Okay. I think that it might change a lot of things for a lot of different people, but I think it's more going to affect an age range that is older than me. Mm-hmm. And basically my age range and probably a little bit below, like from the 16 to 22-year-old or even 25 mm-hmm. might be completely fine with everything. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a waiting game for yeah. them. Yeah. Because as studies have shown, yes, like those kids and like young adults can have the coronavirus, but it also doesn't translate the same way that it does with the older folks. Yeah. And older folks who we don't know if money can save people with this whole virus. So a lot of people. I don't know. That's actually a really interesting thing because you know, can money save people with this virus? When you look at some of the Hollywood stars and things like that that are getting access to better health care, to the tests, everything like that, you, you would almost make the conclusion that money can save. And I just saw a statistic yesterday that the coronavirus from a health perspective negatively affects African-American people at this such a higher rate. It was like 42%. I don't know. I I don't even want to say the wrong thing, but I saw like a 42% number. And I don't know whether that was like, you know, it kills 42% of the African-Americans that have it, but it's terrible. And I don't know if that speaks to, you know, their, um, you know, the socioeconomics of of African-Americans or what, but it there for sure there are you know rich people and hollywood people and everything that are getting access to better care plus they have you know these palaces and mansions where they can quarantine and and have full ass gyms and everything that yeah. they need in their house yeah it's a lot different for the middle and lower classes. Yeah. For it, sure. Yeah, it sucks. So um, is there anything else that, you know, we want to talk about? I know that this is like so much on our mind. So I'm so happy that you joined me here yeah, today because no it was so much fun. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd love to do this again, maybe talk about something different, you know, and, and maybe a little bit more upbeat. But is there anything else that you're like, you know, maybe wanting to say or? Um. No, not really. Okay. Like, everything will just, everything will work out eventually. Yeah. And, but nobody has no idea when it will happen, which is the scariest part. Yeah. I think the scariest part is all the people who are losing their lives. You You know, that is, that's 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 scary and awful and sad. Yeah, it is for sure. Especially the people that are out there trying to help those people, like all the doctors and the nurses and first responders. That's awful. Yeah. But um, it sucks 
for everybody. Yeah, it does. I know. And and I know one of the things that I'm, you know, that I feel guilty about sometimes is, you know, here we are. And we have a lovely home and, you know, we have a ping pong table, which actually is freaking getting, amazing. Getting the use. <laughs> getting a lot of use. And I'm, I'm actually really improving on my ping pong game. Yeah. And uh, I have to, I do want to talk about ping pong for one second. Right. Um, Christopher happens to be a, an excellent ping pong player. Um, all right. I'm not well, excellent. Okay. So he's, if, if he says all right, he's very, very good. And so because he's so good, I asked him to, you know, show me some moves and stuff like that. And so I I try my very best to uh, execute on those moves. And, you know, in fact, I do well sometimes and I end up beating my son, Christopher. And uh, I'd like to say that, you know, <laughs> the the teacher has now become the student. So, I'd like to say that I let you win. So. <laughs> I, know. I know. He does some crazy moves and then I, I win the point. So I know what he's doing. But it's nice anyway. Thank you for letting me win. But I do love ping pong. Um, and that has been something that has been fun. But again, we can only play ping pong. It's outside. We can only play when the weather's nice. So when the weather is nice, we do take advantage of it. But otherwise, it's folded up and, and put away. Um, I don't know where I was going with all of that. <laughs> but to brag. I, yeah, I just wanted to brag that I'm like a decent ping pong player. Anyway, let's let's just end it there. And let me say thank you so much for yeah, being no my incredible guest. And you were so good that I would love to have you come back. And Only I might if they want me to come back. <laughs> I might even ask a couple of your friends to join because you do have these incredible friends. Yeah. Um, one friend that probably knows a lot about what's going to happen with the economy is probably Lucas, yes. Lucas Salerno. Yep. And I don't know, Jet might have something to do. I don't, I really don't know. Um, I don't know if it would be a very interesting <laughs> conversation with know. Jet, but you never know. You never, you know, never know. This might, you know, bring out the the uh, talkative side of him. Yeah. But I definitely would like to have Lucas on the show because he is just yeah. a lovely person. Really and, uh, and he's amazing at like speaking and a great person to interview yes yeah okay so he'll he'll go on my interview list (laughs) all right well thank you so much christopher this was a lot of fun and uh i'll see you uh in the hallway (laughs) okay take care is the She Leads Podcast Network.